Welcome to Top Stories, I'm producer Chris. Now here at The Bugle, we like to take desperate causes to our hearts. We are always keen to shine a light on those less fortunate than ourselves. So in September 2008, we had an urgent plea to our listeners to help save the investment banker. This is Bugle Issue 45. Top story this week and the economy. Uh, In case you hadn't checked your bank balance for how much money you've got in the last seven days, uh, spoiler alert, you haven't got any anymore. (laughs) What you've got instead is ownership in the debts of some catastrophically irresponsible international investment banks. At least that's something. Uh, Try try and buy your weekly groceries with that. (laughs) There are, in fact, only two independent investment banks left now, Andy Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, and these proud beasts who once so proudly ran through the city savannah of wine bars, <laughs> snorting cocaine before pillaging the economies of the third world, are in danger of extinction. We must collectively do something to save these endangered species before it's too late. I do hope that parents are taking their children to witness what could be the last days of these free-range douchebags <laughs> before they are taken into captivity for their own and everyone else's safety. In fact, I saw David Attenborough on Wall Street last week shooting a wildlife documentary. He was crouching against a newsstand, gaining the confidence of a banker by holding a glass of Chablis out in his hand, making sure that he made no sudden movements to startle these easily panicked creatures. And by the time I left him, Attenborough was curled up in his lap as the banker cradled him in his arms and went through his wallet. (laughs) Well, hopefully uh, the world will club together and start breeding investment banks in captivity. Because it's quite tragic, John. To me, it's sort of like the dinosaurs when they died out. You know, they just got greedy, the dinosaurs, and they didn't really prepare for the asteroid attack that they simply must have known was coming. They just got complacent and ran around roaring, eating cavemen and trying to get off with Raquel Welsh. And (laughs) sure enough, bang, goodbye, Johnny Dinosaur. And that's pretty much what seems to have happened with the world economy. Interesting spin on history, Andy. (laughs) Really interesting. So, indeed, uh, the world economy, as suspected, is up shit creek. And what's more, not only does it not have a paddle, having always relied on pretend paddles to get it out of trouble, but it's actually driven itself up shit creek in a massive, ostentatious, oversized speedboat, and now seems intent on accelerating further up shit creek just to see what is at the end of that malodorous waterway. Uh, Now, John, Muddy Waters, the great blues man, said a lot of wise things in his time. But when he sang, you can't lose what you ain't never had, he betrayed that for all his mellifluous, sonorous magnificence. His ability to encapsulate the ultimately tragic nature of human existence in one wordless... He knew, he knew jack K shit about 21st century economics. You can clearly lose what you've never had. And you can also lose what no one else has ever had either. Hence, the problem we're in. I think, John, what we've learned from this is that the world economic markets are total dicks. Earlier in the week, the uh, investment bank Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy after the Fed refused to bail them out. Uh, and this, yeah, this seems inconsistent, uh, mainly because it is. <laughs> and so, some have said that this was to send a message to the rest of Wall Street, but the only discernible message that I can make out there is that they just didn't screw up badly enough. <laughs> AIG got bailed out because they were more entwined with other major organisations and the damage of them falling would have been greater. Uh, Lehman Brothers were only guilty of not quite being shit enough at their jobs. <laughs> so that's the lesson for the future. Be worse and you'll be fine. If you're going to act irresponsibly recklessly, you have to do it to such an extent that you become immune to consequence. <laughs> 
Well, it's basically these financial in- institutions demanding protection money from the government and therefore us, the public. <laughs> the, the government don't bail them out. They'll basically steal our savings and effectively <laughs> burn down our houses. Who is to blame for all this? Well, Bush is anxious to point out that this is no time to be pointing the finger, <laughs> especially if the finger is jabbing in his direction. <laughs> but the truth is was that deregulation was actually started under the Clinton administration, so he has to shoulder some of it as well. I want to go on record, Andy, as saying I don't think it's my fault. <laughs> I, I have never owned a share in my life, Andy, so I'm pretty sure that I'm in the clear on this one. <laughs> I'll tell you who I blame, John. I blame yeah. the communists. Because if the communists hadn't kicked off the whole capitalism-communism bitching match, then capitalism wouldn't have felt the need to prove how f***ing cool it is by swinging its wang around so much. (laughs) Uh, Treasury Secretary uh, Henry Paulson said that as much as $1 trillion could be needed to avoid an imminent meltdown of the US financial system. And Bush is proposing the most expensive bailout in US history. We all thought he wanted to go out with a bang, but most people just assumed that that bang would take place in downtown Tehran, <coughs> not be in the form of a spending spree. That man is full of surprises. If only at least a few of those surprises were pleasant. Uh, so the US taxpayer is bailing out these banks. And Andy, that's me. I am a US taxpayer. I'm a hero. Now, I'm not entirely sure how this works, but I think this means I now own part of your house. (laughs) Why help Wall Street rather than the four million people who are losing their homes in this country? Well, Andy, they've got something better than homes now. They know that they've saved an investment bank from (laughs) self-annihilation. It should be like those systems of sponsoring an African child. I hope these homeless people get birthday cards every year from an investment bank with a little drawing that they can stick to the fridge that they no longer own. (laughs) I think the problem is, John, that as a species, we've become a bit obsessed with greed. There's a great problem for humanity in saying enough is enough. People always want more. Let me illustrate. Uh, You know, if you, for example, have just bought a giant golden statue of British TV weather forecaster Helen Willits for £50 million. Pounds. Well, the yeah. thing is, you're always then going to want to buy a giant golden statue <laughs> of British TV weather forecaster Sarah Wilmshurst for at least Correct. £80 million, pounds, just in case your yeah. friends think you've fallen on hard times. You know, in case they say to you, how come you haven't bought a massive golden statue of a weather forecaster recently? And you might reply, well, I just thought one was enough. I'm quite happy with it. And I'll say, oh, really? Sure. Well, it's just Dave down the road has got Nina Ridge and two Rob McKelvies in his garden. <laughs> Look, if you're having problems, no, no, I'll get Wilmshurst and a Philip Avery for the wife. So <laughs> that's kind of how it works. So and they're, they're this, I guess it's true. That tr- is not how it works. <laughs> true. I don't know how international finance works, but I'm pretty sure it's not like <laughs> well, that. You know, it's trickle- Golden Rob McKelvey statues. <laughs> this is, when you, you see, this is how trickle-down works. Give it 20 years, there'll be stalls on street corners selling affordable, low-quality porcelain Helen Willitses that everyone can afford. Thanks for listening, Buglers. Go tell a friend about the show and or leave a review or a nice comment somewhere. Maybe leave a really weird review. It's all good. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.